You're listening to the Perth Podcast from the Perth School, Cambridge. In today's podcast, we meet children's author and illustrator Chloe Inkpen, who joined pupils at the Perth Pelican School, where she led an interactive storytelling and character creation workshop. Starts with the little dog coming in with a bunch of balloons. They're going to blow up a balloon. I try and basically get the audience joining in every minute or two. <laughs> That's my sort of goal because then it keeps the sort of energy in the room and it makes it a really special event for them. I can hold everyone's attention if I if I keep things moving and interactive. And working with children, I mean, some of the children were sort of shouting out, "We like ideas for your characters and the story," and guessing what was going to happen next. Yeah, they had. They were really impressive, actually, because I was doing a witchy story in the last session, which was with reception, and they came up with some ideas for disgusting ingredients that would go in Mrs. Black Cat's cauldron, and so I try and sort of enact all of the ideas. So if it's a whole, you know, a million worms, I think one kid said, so we need a shovel for that, so we get a massive shovel and shovel in a million worms, and then I think somebody else wanted two million of something and we got a digger out and put them in the digger and shoved it in the cauldron. So it's really nice to just kind of ad-lib with their ideas because they always have brilliant ideas. There was one little boy that I think even after you were on several pages forward, he was telling you that he was still digging. I'm still, yeah. So it was the pneumatic drill. I'm still drilling. That's really funny. Car, car, car. Can you say car, car, car? to watch your stories really come alive and also just like how you were talking through the character development as you were drawing the ca- some, some characters on the board and the kids were like adding bits to it adding the colour guessing what's going to happen yeah. I just really love that I wonder does, is that how you actually develop story ideas it actually varies quite a lot so with we have a character called Fred who's a little puggleer um, dog and he's a kind of naughty dog so he started life as a Christmas card so I drew him as a Christmas card, I wasn't thinking about doing it as a story at all at that point. And I sent him off in the post to all my friends and family. And when my dad got the copy of the card in the post, uh, he said, that dog needs a story. And so that's why we started making stories about Fred. So he started as a sketch. But often we start with the writing. That's more common for us. So my dad and I work together and we, we write the stories together and then I illustrate them. He is also an illustrator, but when we work together, it's always that way, so we write together and I illustrate. But what we tend to do is get together for sort of a few days at the beginning of a new story, and we will talk about what we'd like to do a story about. So with the witchy one, neither of us had done a story about a witch. We thought it would be really fun to work on a witchy character, so we started with that as our base point, and then we made sort of lists of funny things a witch could get up to, like, sort of, lo- there's lots of uh, brainstorming, basically. So she's ready to cast the biggest spell. So she says, Hubble, bubble, toilet trouble, quake and shake, and creak and I was going to ask, because I know you mentioned that you're a mum now, like to what extent does your own experience of being a mum, with all the kind of challenges that that comes with, but also all the amazing moments, 
to what extent can you bring that into your work maybe in the future? Yeah, that's a really good question actually because I found on a practical level, I mean, I've had way less time to work on books, which is a shame in a way because I feel more creative than ever before having Una has made, I don't know, sort of because I'm always making things with her and drawing with her. It has loosened me up, I think, and I feel very ready <laughs> to sort of to work on things but obviously because I'm a mum I don't always get to do or like to get to sort of work on the ideas that I've got buzzing around my head so it's kind of a catch-22 <laughs> just like improve the situation and on a practical level I just can't get to it so once she's in school and we've got a sort of bit more of a regular routine with her um, I think I'll probably have a much easier time working have you ever met a child, like when you've been going around schools and just thought, you're perfect for a little character from one of our stories? Yeah, sometimes, that is true. Like, you sort of, yes, basically. I, I, it happens, to be honest, more with animals. <laughs> like, I see lots of, and dogs especially, when I'm in a park. Like, I used to live in London, so we used to go to Hampstead Heath quite a lot. And I just would always want to photograph people's dogs and sit and sketch them, because they're just these just sort of ready-made characters, you know, like a sort of little wet dog that's just emerged from one of the ponds with like spindly muddy fur and tiny little sticky legs like that kind of thing like it just makes me want to get my pencil out and start drawing but yeah it does happen with kids as well so we were drawing a few pictures and she was telling us all about these different types of drawings so she said she did the color first and then she outlined it and then also sometimes she just used scribbles to draw so she mainly drew dogs, so we were having a go at drawing a few dogs. And what did yours turn out like? Well, mine was a sort of dog which was very furry and like an alien dog, kind of. Oh, wow. So how does an alien dog look compared to a dog that we have on Earth? So an alien dog would look... So basically we'd have three eyes instead of two and then you would have like big antenna sort of. We were writing and drawing some of the characters in the books and we were drawing dogs and at the end we had to um, draw um, one of the dogs that we um, from our imagination and write what um, they do that naughty so they can go to naughty school. So what did your naughty dog do? My naughty dog took um, an old lady's handbag <gasps> um, and makes a bigger traffic jam by standing in the road and not going past like every other person does. And did you give your dog a name? Yes, my dog's name was Scruff. That sounds like a good name for a dog. So did you enjoy the session this morning? I loved it. I just wanted to finally pick up on that relationship that you have with your dad writing and, you know, the illustrating and just um, sort of where that came from and how, how lovely that must be just to have that relationship. Yeah, we're very lucky, I think. Because often when people find out that I work with my dad, they're like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Like, I could never work with my family. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really common response but we are quite similar very similar really so we tend to kind of think each other's thoughts finish each other's sentences we're always on the same page pretty much like very very rarely 
disagree on stuff, which is obviously really helpful with a creative relationship. And we've got the same sense of humour, so the same stuff makes us laugh. It's hard to find someone, I think, that you work with on that level. And because we do the whole lot, so we do the writing, the design and the illustration, all of it, and we work very collaboratively. So we write together, but we also design together. So we do all the storyboarding of the books together. And even when I'm not physically in the same space as my dad, we'll be talking on FaceTime all the time and sharing each, each other designs and what's going on. So it's just a lovely collaboration. I feel incredibly lucky to have it, really. Um, and I've learned so much from my dad. Um, he's just been a sort of a really great mentor as well as a great dad <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm lucky to work with him and I think for him as well it's been really nice because he has had a, mostly quite a solitary career working on his own so to then have sort of two heads in the room I think he's really enjoyed and also when we work together we write together and I illustrate so I do the kind of bulk of the work so he's semi-retired now and he will happily hand over <laughs> the lion's share the hard bit <laughs> the hard slog of illustrating uh, to me because I think he's done his fair share of that <laughs> your energy and your passion it's really infectious actually just oh. watching you with the kids thank you so much for your work here today well, thank you for having me I've had a great time um, in terms of like being a children's author and illustrator like what is the, the best part of it for you the best part of it I love sharing the book the end product with children I think that probably is my favourite part of it and thinking of ways to bring it to life for them um, and ways to make them see what they can do in terms of drawing and what they can do in terms of story writing it's, it's very satisfying to do that and now that I've done lots and lots of events with children in schools and libraries and at festivals and stuff it sort of feeds back into my writing process where I'm always thinking about you know what kind of word would be fun to repeat in a rhyme and like in a session like what kind of sentence would children find funny and would want to wrap their tongues around what kind of tongue twisters can we squeeze in that that kind of thing which I wouldn't have done before I'd done events so it's been quite a synergist like really satisfying process. <laughs>